Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! T stands for trouble today. A little bit. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors of Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Joel's going to need that Strange Brew by the end of this day. There's no question about that. But, hey, start your morning off with Strange Brew right there on Highway 12. They're right there at University Drive. Two great locations to serve you here in Starkville. They've got Brupolo over there in Tupelo. Your morning isn't really getting started until you've had your Strange Brew coffee your iced Albano squirrel, your piping hot blueberry cobbler, whatever it is, Strange Brew Coffee House has got you taken care of. College Corner has the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi, and that is a fact. So why haven't you given them a look just yet? Don't come up here I'm, this football season. I, we've been doing good baseball season, guys. I don't want us to slack off during the summer, though. So I'm going to start hitting you up now saying it's time to start thinking about football season and what you're going to be wearing to these games. It's important you got to present an image to the national media. You don't want people looking, like, panning the crowd like, look at that guy in that ratty old T-shirt. That's a state fan right there. Don't be that guy! Go to College Corner, two locations that serve you in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flow by the Half Shell, or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Grab yourself a brand-new maroon and white polo for this football season. Humble Taco, still rocking. It's Cinco de Mayo every day. By the way, Joel, what kind of friend are you? Here's, here's my question. I had a friend of mine point this out. I want to thank her very much for doing this. You were letting me get away with saying that we were doing this taco thing on Nueve de Mayo. Saturday is the 8th. It's Ocho de Mayo. Yeah. Two two problems with this. Right. One of them is... Uh, uh, you don't actually listen to me. No, I, I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of them is, is kind of me attacking myself here. Um, a... I, I do listen to you, but I just kind of roll with what you say okay. a lot of times. Okay, I, I hear you. Um, and then problem two is if it was Nuevo de Mayo or yeah. whatever, not only is that Mother's Day, yeah, it's my wedding anniversary. So it's no good, yeah. So I, I was have, yeah. You would have I, I should have caught it, but but, but I didn't because so often, I think if you had had physically said, or physically said, like actually the said, ninth. like, the night it would have clicked with me, but well, I, said I don't Spanish. talk Spanish enough for it to have just registered. I got because quite frankly, I don't use a lot of Spanish. I don't, you know, I don't just, either. So it so, didn't register. Ocho de Mayo, yes. my house for tacos. Um, All I was thinking was food and baseball. Hey Amen. So, I hear you. But any other time you're thinking that, why don't you head over to Humble Taco, grab yourself some Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. They have got a list of tacos here that would would make you jealous. Great stuff. All kinds of options. Again. No matter who, what kind of eaters you have in your family, if you've got vegetarians or vegans, if you've got people on keto, whatever they're doing, is it keto or keto? It doesn't matter. It's what keto, it's isn't it? It literally does not matter. It doesn't matter what you call it. They've got you covered. And, of course, if you're there to have a good time, margaritas on tap, great local beers, a huge wine list, and the biggest patio in the city of Starkville. We're just going with it. Nobody, if you want to break out a tape measure, you're 
You're more than welcome. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. It's a baseball Friday here. Glad you guys have joined us uh, here. We're going to talk about Mississippi State versus South Carolina. Uh, big series for both teams. For South Carolina, this is a huge... South Carolina is sort of in the same spot Ole Miss was a week ago. Kind of, That yeah. they need to somehow win this series to get back into the hosting discussion. Last week, they were in the hosting discussion. They get swept by Ole Miss... They basically just flip-flopped. Carolina has been good at home this year. They're 19-4 and four, uh, in, in Columbia this year. This is a very solid team. They're not the best hitting team in the world, which makes me think State might have a pretty big – this team is hitting 255 as a team. They don't have a single guy on the roster uh, of, of their regular starters hitting over 300. Um, so, you know, it's they do have, however, one guy to fear, and that's Wes Clark, who has 17 home runs on the season. He's only hitting 279, but he is slugging a robust 667. Uh, just a fantastic power hitter. Had a lot of home runs early, but has kept that pace up. This is a team with two double-digit home run hitters. They can put the ball out of the ballpark. Brady Allen, their leading hitter, also has 11 home runs on the year. For MSU, you know, I guess we'll, you know, the the bats. I don't know if heating up is the right word, but you're starting to see a couple guys. Logan Tanner, I think you could officially say, is hot. He's hot right now. The bats have gotten to a point for me where it's not a. It just it's about what you need. Yeah. Well, and that that's happening because Logan Tanner has started to heat up, and because of the arrival and the impact that Brad Cumbus has had these past few weeks. I think with Cumbus for me, and you tell me if you disagree. I'm still, you know, I'm not. I'm not in prove it mode with Brad Cumbus, but if I see it two weekends in a row, I'm thinking, okay, that's what he is. Is that where you are? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm certainly at a point where he has earned the right to see it two weekends in a row. Like, I don't even think without question. You pencil in the lineup for this weekend, all three games, Brad Cummins, left field. Yeah. I don't even think there's any discussion anymore in that regard. Um, as I uh, as I sit here and think about it, I mean, like, Brad, Brad last weekend, I mean, he was doing things with the bat that to me he hadn't before. He already had a pretty good batting average and things, right. but a lot of that to me driving was, the ball was built on midweek games, built on yeah. you know ground ball, beat it out kind of stuff. Yeah. And last weekend it just felt like he was hitting the ball with authority. Then he goes out in the midweek and backs that up with another homer and mm-hmm. another uh, you know it's two for four, four RBIs and just yeah he, he's getting to that point to where he. I think Brad Cumbus, my, my guess, is he is a guy that the more he's played, the more comfortable he is. Yeah. And I think now you just leave him in the lineup and, and just let him ride. You it reminds know? me of that. You've seen Moneyball, where it's like, if he doesn't, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? Well, he's got to get at bats. You know? <laughs> and I don't think that Brad Cumbus is a 370 hitter. I don't think that, you know, you're going to look back, like, make him an everyday starter and at the end of the year he's, you know, hitting 370 with 15. I don't think that's the case. But I think he's a very solid hitter. I think he can be a guy that hits between 280 and 300, gives you some pop, gives you solid outfield defense. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in Brad Cumbus right now, but if he does it for a second week in a row, well, then all of a sudden, you know, I think this is a team that can contend for the national title. I think they can go to Omaha, and with their pitching, they're in good shape. But now if you're going to give me another power bat, a right-handed one at that, man, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about this team's ability to go to Omaha – and that's what this is all about. Everything we say, the regular season, 
it is what it is at this point. State's locked into being a national seed and being a host and hosting a Super Regional. That's going to happen. It's all about the postseason. It's all about getting to Omaha. So everything we talk about, to me anyway, I'm, I look at it from that, that lens of how does this help this team when they get to that last step, when yep. they get to the College World Series. Brad Cumbus becoming a consistent hitter is a huge portion because now – Think about what the bottom of the lineup was a few weeks ago. Well, what Brad Cumbus has become is what you had hoped Josh Hatcher was. Yeah. He has essentially replaced yeah. the production of what you thought Josh Hatcher would give you. Yeah. And which makes you sit here and ram your head into the wall a little bit like, what if you could get that out of Josh Hatcher? Yeah. I don't know if at this point how much opportunity is Josh Hatcher going to get to get back to anywhere close to that. I don't know. You know, we saw the last couple of games last weekend, and then, of course, Hatcher wasn't in the lineup then, and he went in the lineup on Wednesday night. He did get in late in the game and played the outfield, but mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know where Lamonis is on Hatcher right now. I mean, it, right now I think you just got to ride what you've been doing the last little while, and or the last three four games, and let Hancock or whoever play first, and just go what you got. But it, it really makes you think about man, what if Josh Hatcher had just been the Josh Hatcher we thought he was going to be. And Brad Cumbus had started doing this. I mean, you you have a your lineup is really deep at that yeah. point because I mean Forsythe's been fine at the back. Like I said a few weeks ago, Logan Tanner was hitting like two thirty. Hatcher was in there around two hundred. Um, you you weren't getting much out of Braylon Skinner. You weren't getting a whole lot. You know, Forsythe was down there, but he was just starting to figure things out. And now all of a sudden, you've put a legit, not only a, a good hitter, but a guy who's with some power. Who can drive in runs, and you got Logan Tanner, you know, really, you know, doing a great job. This, the lineup looks like a regular college baseball. It's starting to look more like the 2019 lineup, is what I'm trying to say. You don't have a Mangum in there for sure, but you've got Tanner Allen. You've got Combs is kind of your McNamee a little he's bit. He's sort of your McNamee a little bit. Yeah, but I mean that, that's what he is. And right he's now. been a little bit clutch, you know. Right. Had the double that started the uh, the rally in the ninth on Friday night mm-hmm. against A and hitting better too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on for Michigan. They, they're getting hot at the right time. They're getting hot at the right time. And that's, that's, I mean, that's all you know. You know, and that's what Mississippi State in my lifetime has kind of done when they make these long postseason runs. Yeah. They kind of, the early parts of the year, there's some, eh, you know, yeah. and, then, and then you get late by, by May. Uh, I saw the other day our good friend MSU History tweeted out that Alabama doubleheader back in 2013. Which to me was kind of the launching point for that 2013 season to get to the national championship series. Mm-hmm. They swept that doubleheader from Alabama, and that was the weekend Chad Girado kind of became such a humongous yeah. piece of that bullpen, and things just clicked starting there um, in early May. It, these teams, for whatever reason, at Mississippi State, it, it's almost like a shark that smells the blood in the water. It's like they can start smelling Omaha a little bit, and then it's. I guess the they, question fo- becomes, they follow uh, their nose north. I don't know what they, they do. but the, the, the question becomes, can they maintain that yeah. for basically another month? Can can they be this hot on June? It's the 6th of May today. Can they be this hot on June 16th? Oh, I can tell you what's fixing to happen here probably. Oh, no. They're, they're going to they're gonna finish the regular season just fine. Yeah. They're going to go over to Hoover and, and go oh, like eliminate two and Q. Three games. And the message boards are going to, oh, this team sucks. They're not ready. Yeah, they're not ready. Not ready. Nothing's gonna- <laughs> and then they'll, they'll go 3-0 in the regional and 2-0 in the super regional. I mean, it, it is a the never-ending story. A tradition like any other. <laughs> like everybody's going to freak out about what goes down in Hoover. And 
And then so it doesn't matter. Is this the first series against a good team? I mean, against, you know, you think about states played Arkansas, uh, LSU, call them what you will, uh, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. Is this the first series against a good team where you're like, state has the advantage at the plate? Probably. I mean, yeah. And you, I feel like they always have the advantage on the mound, except against Vanderbilt. I mean... Starting staff, Ole Miss can make a case to be better. They can make a case, but I'm, if you take everything as a whole, and we saw that play out in that series, it's it's not close. So this is a this, it's interesting to see to look at this and go, okay, State's the better hitting team because we really haven't been able to do that one time this season. Even against you know Kentucky was a better hitting team at that point. I don't know about Auburn, A uh, and M clearly you know wasn't, but A and M's not any good. This is a good team, but State's the better hitting team, which you know goes into pitching. And State is obviously, I think, the better pitching team. No surprises, or I guess maybe, I say no surprises. Are you surprised that it's still Frisco on Sunday? No. Okay. No, I mean, State really has been pretty successful on Sunday, right? I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me, but it seems like they win more often than they don't on Sundays. Right. <laughs> um, and But Frisco has, this last few starts, has not been great. Well, and when you say that, what has happened is the second time through the orders when he hadn't been great like early right. in games the first three innings he's usually great he's good to great uh over the first three innings and then as watch you watch out with that saying now come and on then, and then as you get into the uh the middle innings is where he's kind of faltered it mm-hmm. happened against Ole Miss in the third it was the third or fourth inning he kind of started to yeah. fall off the rails yeah, yeah. and uh against Vandy it was what was it, the fourth or fifth inning yeah and uh I mean, but he was he was not sharp and then at last, all. Against, last weekend he was not good. Early. And he wasn't sharp against Auburn, but I, I can attribute that to the fact that you need to sit on the bench for uh, basically an hour yeah. watching a ten run inning. And I, I get that a little bit. But last week he wasn't good at all. And you know you have Houston Harding there. The only the only thing that I I guess it's 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 six and one half dozen the other. You sort of feel like you have to hold Harding, don't you? You can't really throw him Friday Saturday because you think we may have to go to him early on Sunday. And there's not really another guy suited to that long relief role to me anyway. No, there's really not. I would have at one point maybe offered up Brandon Smith, but now after, I mean, when you consider he's coming off Tommy John, when you consider you've already yeah, held him out of the weekend like an because of soreness or something. Like, yeah. Max, yeah. So, so it is, uh, Sarah, or, I'm sorry, uh, McLeod, uh, Bednar, uh, Frist, Fristo. I'm, I'm just, I want to say Sarantola for some reason. Uh, we were talking about him before the show. And then for South Carolina, they made a, some switches there. They basically moved up their Saturday-Sunday guys and moved their Friday guy back to Sunday, which is interesting looking at their 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 stats. St- statistically, their Friday guy is the worst of the bunch. Uh, their leading guy, Will Sanders, from Welcome Home Beef, has moved on up to that Friday <laughs> spot. That was, that was jokes, Joel's joke. I won't take credit for it. He's 6-2 and two on the year with a 3.38 ERA. Brandon Jordan, 4-3 and three on the year, 3.42 ERA. And uh, the the Friday starter who's moved back to Sunday is Thomas Farr, two and five on the year, three point six seven ERA. Uh, teams are hitting two forty four against Sanders and two forty two against uh, Farr, which is as things go not bad when you consider they probably have pitched some non conference games against teams that aren't good. One fifty four against Brandon Jordan. It looks like he's a lot better than his record would let you believe it is. Eighty strikeouts in fifty five innings, only giving up 30, 30 hits on the year. He has walked 37, so that's a little bit of an issue. As opposed to Sanders, only walked eight. And Farr, same thing, 74 strikeouts with 30. So it looks like they've got two guys who are power pitchers, but that, that, that controls a little bit of an issue for you. Boy, 
giving this MSU team right now some free passes seems like a bad idea. Because they, they found some, some – the, the holes in the lineup seem to have sorted themselves out so much that there aren't that many now. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, it's true of every pretty darn good team, though. You start giving extra outs or you start giving free base runners, you, you wind up in trouble. And you're right, State's hitting so well right now. If they go over to Carolina and Carolina's going to help an offense that's already kind of surging a little bit, yeah, sign, sign Chris Lamonis up for that, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and State's at a point right now, man, where they're playing well, and if they're going to hit well, you feel like the pitching's kind of going to be there. They're, they're at the very least going to figure it out where, you know, if McLeod or somebody has an off night, there's enough other guys to go to to kind of keep you in the game. Well, and, we talked about that a few weeks ago, about who do you rely on beyond Landon Simmons. And some of these guys have stepped up. Brandon Smith. Stone Simmons. Stone Simmons. Cam Taller. Preston Johnson to it to a degree as well. I kind of wonder if in a couple of weeks if we're not talking about like Cade Smith and, and Cade Smith looked really good. He on, did on Wednesday and, night. And Lamona's mentioned in in post game on the radio that you know he that he anticipates him helping them more you, and you, more. You, so this is the point in the year where you again the, the moving up of the hosting discussion has sort of helped Mississippi State and that these last two weekends they gonna they're gonna know we're hosting we're 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 we're, we're fine. So it's, it becomes a situation against Missouri and Alabama where maybe you can give an inning to a Cade Smith or an Eric Sarantola and just see what they do, even in a tight situation because it doesn't matter as much at that point because you've got the hosting locked up. You can kind of treat it maybe like, like the first a, couple of weekends Like a little extra preseason almost, a preseason for the postseason, if you will. I mean, it'll be a little bit like in Major League Baseball, sometimes a, a team yeah, you clinches the with, division. A week, with a week to go and you just kind of line things up yeah. and... You give, give Let guys the kids some, play a little. <laughs> yeah, give some guys some some prospects some innings. There's a, there's a good chance that these last, uh, I guess, what, seven games, I think there's only one more midweek game, uh, become sort of a proving ground to say, hey, who who has a chance to help us in the postseason? You know, I won't be surprised at all if we see Kate Smith, uh, Dylan Carmouche, Eric Sarantola, uh, Mikey Tepper, those guys get some quality innings here. To see, you know, how they react and how they do, and we'll see where it, where it takes Mississippi State. Let's move on over to our uh, prediction. I'm sorry, our playmakers and predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I'm excited about this weekend. Ocho de Mayo, because and maybe one of the main reasons is I've got some great Welcome Home Beef products. I got two big flank steaks that we're gonna grill up. And they're going to be delicious, just like everything else I have ever gotten from Welcome Home Beef. I sound like a broken record. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you call them today? Why don't you put some delicious Welcome Home Beef products on your grill in the pan? Hey, man, and for Mother's Day, same thing. I got a couple of big ribeyes for the wife. Not not both of them. I'm going to eat one, too. I'm just saying. That's what you said you wanted, and Welcome Home Beef makes it happen. So call them today, 662 268 8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Sorry, I, I blanked out there for a second. <laughs> I started thinking about welcome home beef and delicious meat and drooling down your beard uh, over there. Uh, like mean. the Homer Simpson. Mmm, <laughs> steak. <laughs> Two brothers smoked meats. That's another thing that gets my mind going every which way. I was in there just the other day. I mean, just walking in there. If you're not hungry, don't walk into Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's just my piece of advice to you. 
Because you're going to eat something. The smell of, of the delicious food in there is incredible. It's, 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 almost, it's almost ethereal. I don't know what that word means, but I hear that it's good. Uh, what did you say? Ethereal? Ethereal. Isn't that the word? Well, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google that while you continue to... While I continue to talk? Ethereal. Yes. You got me, you got me waiting on it now. Real quick. There's ethereal... Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying it wrong. It's ethereal. E T H E R E. That's ethereal. Okay. Yeah. Extremely delicate and light in a way that seems too perfect for this world. There it is. That's that's pretty good. Uh, good 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 work. Good there word it is. I got you. That. I got you on that one. So, yeah. Swing over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Grab some smoked wings, some pork rind nachos. Get yourself a barbecue chicken sandwich with the bacon. Grab yourself one of their delicious burgers or or Joel's favorite, the pulled pork grilled cheese. So much to choose from. Not just barbecue. A lot of great stuff. It's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems has it all. They've got everything you're looking for for your business. They've got a catalog and an inventory of services, of software, of products that you need around the office to make sure everything's running at tip-top shape. But they also back that up with the kind of customer service you expect from your next-door neighbor. Local businesses, Mississippians helping Mississippians. That's what Advantage Business Systems is all about. And they've been doing it for nearly 50 years in this state. So why don't you call them today and join the long list of businesses that have been have done business with Advantage Business Systems and have ta- become the better for it. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Who you got at the plate this week? Ah, uh, and on the mound while you're at while you're while you're working. I mean, I, I think I'm going to s- stick with the same guy we talked about a minute ago because I think if he really is what he was last weekend, if that's who he's blossoming into, I mean, it changes the game for this lineup. So I'll say Brad Cumbus. If if he can continue to be a guy that hits the ball with authority and gives you some something in the back half of that lineup that you got to respect, Mississippi State is goes from pretty dangerous to really dangerous i think at that point because i mean you know top half of the order you got your rowdy jordans and your tanner allens and your cam james who uh by the way didn't play on tuesday night we we learned um just moments ago actually as we took a a break in this recording you may never even know that we took a break but we took a break so we could talk to chris lamonis and he said cam james had a stomach bug on wednesday night but he was doing better on thursday and hopefully he'll be back in there this weekend but um you know, if you got James and Jordan and Allen and Logan Tanner doing damage at the top half, I mean, you, you get you another thumper in the back half mm-hmm. with, with Cumbest, and I just it, it changes the dynamics of the lineup for you. So I'll I'll go ahead and say Brad Cumbest, and if he can keep doing what he's doing, state state may be in pretty darn good shape at the plate. I think I'm gonna. Oh, who's your pitcher? Ah. Uh, McLeod. Okay. I'll say Christian McLeod. Um, I, I, this is a big bounce back weekend for him, I think. I mean, he, he did not look great against Texas A&M by any stretch of the imagination. And I still like Christian McLeod. You know, he's been more inconsistent this year than I would have thought coming in. But then he has moments, too, like the, the start at LSU. And he's had several other really good starts. He he's been a little bit Jekyll and Hydeish to to an extent, um, not to Eric Sarantola levels where he's just 
completely off the rails sometimes when he's out there. But he's had some really rough nights, and he's had some really darn good ones. Um, I think he's more. I think he leans more towards the good um, Christian McLeod than he does the last week version of Christian McLeod. So I think it's a big game for him to go out there. And I think we said this a few weeks ago. It seems like some of his better starts this year have been on the road, and uh, give him a chance to to get out there and get back, get back going in the, in the positive direction after what was a little bit of a stinker for him a week ago. For me, looking at the plate, and you're right about Cumbus in the bottom of the order, but the top half of the order is still what drives the the, the engine. And you mentioned Cam James. He has not. He hasn't been great. He had a good weekend last weekend. Good. He got on base. But I expect more for, uh, in terms of RBI from him. I expect him to be a guy who's driving in Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen, not just the guy who's getting on base and sort of setting the table. So I want to see him, you know, this week show a little pop and, and get some base hits and drive in some runs. So that's the guy, you know, he's too good a player to stay down forever. The tools are there, especially at the plate for him. I think he'll have a good weekend. And then from a, uh, a pitching standpoint, I think I'm going to go with Houston Harding because I think he's just become – at this point I just expect him to throw four or five innings on Sunday. I expect. I think. I think you might be onto something with what, with what you've talked about with, so that Trevor Fitz approach of maybe let Fristo have his time through the order, and then in the fourth inning go ahead and make that move and, and not get yourself into any trouble. Yeah, you essentially make Fristo an opener. Basically, yeah. And so in that case, that's Houston Harding's role. Uh, he's such a different arm than the other guy. So you think about. I mean, McLeod's not a superpower guy, but he he has some velocity. Uh, Bedner, of course, throws hard. So does so does Fristo. And of course, you think about the bullpen and Stinnett and and uh, and Landon Sims. Those guys they throw hard. And then you've got Houston Harding, whose his best pitch is probably his changeup. You know, and he's he's throwing 88, 89. But you know, he's a guy who works location and changes speeds, and he's very effective. So he gives you a great different look. So Houston Harding is the guy I'm going to look for to make a big impact this weekend on the mound. How's this one going to go, Joel? I th- I think Mississippi State goes into Columbia and takes two out of three. I can't decide which game I think that they'll lose, though. <laughs> like that's that's tougher. But I feel like South Carolina plays so well at home, they're going to get one. And like you said, they got a lot to play for too. So it's not like they're rolling over by any stretch. They're a good club. They they beat Florida at home. Um, they had a bad weekend in Oxford, but they've got to be ready to to rinse that out of their South Carolina. I feel like. Very well, may get one. So, but but state's playing well, and I think they're the better ball club. So I think they win the series. Uh, they they t- Mississippi State takes two out of three. And again, I, I don't even know where to begin to say which game I think that they they won't get. But it just feels like uh, Carolina gets at least one. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Are you gonna you gonna you gonna get the broom, huh? Yeah, I think that something's about to happen here. I think they're gonna make it interesting these last few weeks as far as the SEC race goes with Arkansas. I mean. And I just South Carolina played so poorly last weekend. Ole Miss just absolutely handled them. Give credit to Ole Miss; they played well. But I see a team that's not hitting well. They're hitting two fifty five as a team. What are they going to do against this MSU pitching staff? Yeah, I just don't see them getting the runs to to do it. So I'm going to give State all three. This it's weekend. kind of you know as you predict the games. I like State's chances in each game, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you know if there's three days in a row where there's a forty percent chance of rain. That means it's more likely to not rain on all those days. But if there's three days in a row of 40% chance of rain, it'll probably at least sprinkle on one of those days. <laughs> and that's kind of the way I see this weekend. Like, I think State has a 65 70% chance to win every single game. 
But Carolina has that 30 to 40% chance every day, too. So I feel like one of them they'll probably sneak in and get. So I, I think State gets two out of three. And then one of the rare occasions in Thunder and Lightning history where you're even more positive than me. It happens every now and then. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys, we'll be back with you Sunday afternoon to recap all of this and uh, look ahead to next week and start looking ahead. You know, postseason baseball is almost here. Uh, I think they said that next Friday is when they're going to make these announcements for the host site, so we should so news should start breaking of that at some point, and we'll we'll get into that all next week. So, guys, have a great weekend. Be back with you very soon for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I just got like three texts at one time. No, 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 no delay there. He didn't curse. We didn't have to dump him or anything. Just a delayed woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.